Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Managing your money under lockdown. There are lots of pressures on household budgets at the current time, but experts on the FT Money Show are here to guide you through it. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about workers' rights if companies want to cut your pay, whether you should consider taking a payment on your mortgage, and how to get a refund on a holiday you can no longer take. Our money mentor, Lindsay Cook, is here to help. And with children at home, we've also got ideas to inspire them to learn more about money matters. And there's even a competition that parents can enter for sharing their best ideas. Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's weekly podcast about personal finance and investing. I'm Claire Barrett, FT Money Editor, and I can't tell you how good it feels to be back on the microphone after a break of several weeks. Now, the good news is that we're recording the podcast online. I'm in my presenting cupboard in Hackney, and our producer, Lucy Warwick-Ching, is patching in our guests and editing us on her laptop at home in West London. Check out our Twitter feed, at FT Money, if you want to see some pictures. And the not so good news is that the sound quality won't be as good as it usually is. But we do hope you can bear with us as we're super keen to give all of our listeners financial support, information and reassurance at this hugely stressful time for everyone. Now, if you're homeschooling children at the moment, your day probably begins with PE with Joe, and maybe maths with Bobby Seagull after that. But how about adding some financial lessons to the homeschool curriculum? Our columnist Moira O'Neill from Interactive Investor is here to talk to us about how she and others are teaching their children about financial ups and downs. Welcome, Moira. Hi, Claire. It's so good to hear your voice. But tell us, parents might be struggling to do homeschooling under lockdown. You were brave enough in your column to admit that you were. But you think that we should relax a bit because children are picking up much more than we might think about finance and even economics as we work from home. I think it's very interesting. I mean, I'm, I don't really call it homeschooling. I, I call it unstructured learning or on a bad day, fend for yourself. Um, but but um, I'm, I was encouraged by my kids seeing me working and asking me questions about what I was doing. And I thought, mm. what, a good, what a good opportunity to talk to them about money, about investing, about the stock markets, which they had seen um, some mention of on the news, because, of course, when the stock markets do go pear-shaped, it becomes much more visible in the media. And, um, yeah, I, they actually showed some interest for once in what I was doing, and we've had a few good conversations. So I thought I'd ask around my contacts and find out if anyone else had had a 
similar experience and I got quite a lot of people saying yes you know my my 14 year old son is interested in sustainable investing because he's seen me at work in that sector or um, I think it's a great opportunity to teach um, delayed gratification which is one of the great life lessons we need uh, in money skills and kids can say well you can't spend your pocket money now because we're in lockdown how about you start saving that up and thinking about what you would really like to use the money for Um, and then when I wrote this piece, there's been a lot of uh, response to it um, as people saying, yes, what the kind of money lessons they're teaching their kids. One chap says um, he has four kids and he's over the years um, related the MSCI index to their pocket money. So <laughs> he said when the index goes up, you get more when it comes down, you get less. And so the, some of these kids have been monitoring uh, this uh, market index, you know, almost on a daily basis, which has really taught them valuable lessons about where um, markets head over the long term uh, and also how they can wobble over the short. Now, you... Um also wrote in your column about you know relating events that are in the news and you know turning them into a lesson for children I mean there are so many um, news stories about companies that they will have heard of and indeed will have been spending their pocket money in before the lockdown like Primark going from you know 650 million pounds worth of of sales to zero in the space of a few weeks because it doesn't have any online um, shopping uh, facilities there's lots of opportunities like that to talk to children about companies business models in a way that feels like they're talking about shopping but actually you know they're talking about about business absolutely i do think that that presents a great opportunity in fact one example that one of my contacts said was he's he taught, started talking about you know companies and how some of them are doing well and some of them are doing badly and particularly into relation to the global pandemic and she said oh dad does that mean um asda is it can be doing really well because you're struggling to get a delivery. That's because so many people uh, are trying to get deliveries. The company must be doing really well. So it just shows how how switched on uh, even relatively young kids can be to the world around them in, in business terms. Now, for older children, you have some excellent suggestions in your column about online resources that other financial companies are creating under lockdown to try and get children interested um, in thinking entrepreneurially if they wanted to start their own business in the future, um, for example? Yes. I mean, there are all sorts of um, suggestions as to where you get started. And there's a vast amount of resource out there on on the World Wide Web. But um, one of the great things I think you could do is, is to start by encouraging a teenager to read the letters of Warren Buffett. They're there for, available for free. They're, they're very entertaining they're full of anecdotes even jokes pithy sayings um so you've got someone who's really showing an interest i would direct them to that um there's also um a book that's aimed at specifically at teenagers which is called yummy yogurt which is written by lord lee who's a ft columnist and who um also um was the uk's first isa millionaire which teaches kids about how a, a business is formed and sort of takes them on the story of of that business and how it eventually floats on the stock market. And I should say it's a it's a dairy processing business, in case anyone was thinking 
yummy yogurt was a bit of an odd title for a book about <laughs> investing. Um, but I, I was actually at the launch of, of his book and um, he had pots of yogurt um, in the House of Lords that had stickers on them saying yummy, um, which, was, which was quite amusing. But it, it is a very good read for older children who are kind of interested in how the mechanics of a, of a stock market listing and why companies um, would list on the stock market in the first place. Um, what else have you been finding out? Um, there's also um, Augmentum um, FinTech Investment Trust has been has, has launched um, a scheme to educate um, teenagers about um, enterprise and um, you know how to really get stuck in. So that's that's worth checking out. Um, but I, I think it really does come back to the points you were talking about at the beginning. Talk about the companies that they've experienced um, in their own lives. I mean. Uh, McDonald's, Apple, you've already mentioned Primark, which is almost like a, a temple for teenagers. Uh, and also about... ne- Netflix. Oh, Look at absolutely. Netflix yesterday, you know, millions more subscribers, um, you know, and their shares zonked up um, in in the US. I mean, there's all kinds of consumer facing companies who are better set up to um, respond to the changing needs of consumers under lockdown. Um, and not all of them are doing badly some are some are doing well and that could be a, you know an economics lesson in itself yeah they could go and then you could go and talk about any investments that you have set up for them perhaps in a junior isa and look at and do they want to select something themselves to to put in there and generate that interest in the long-term um sort of investment program that um could see them um through through their through their lives um yeah i think it's just to show them that investment isn't something dry and boring and it relates to all of us in our daily lives and we can we all have insight into what might be a good investment i think that's a really great lesson well thanks for explaining more why we should make an effort to teach um, children about money but there's also an opportunity for them to potentially win um, some money or for parents uh, to do so, because Interactive Investor is running a competition to find out the best ideas that parents and carers are coming up with for teaching children about money and investment under lockdown. So t- tell us briefly, how can people enter and what might they win? Oh, it's great. Well, this actually came out. We run a teacher awards um, every year and we thought because the circumstances are so different, we would extend it to families who are homeschooling um, in terms of personal finance as well. So we called it our Family Financial Education Awards. There's £5,000 up for grabs uh, in terms of uh, a lot of £250 individual prizes. Um, all you need to do is submit your lesson plan or an, just an example of what you're kids have have done uh, and submit it to editor at ii.co.uk okay well thanks very much there more you can read more column all about homeschooling under lockdown on our website now ft.com slash money and if you would like to enter Moira's competition um, please go ahead but also do email us at money at ft.com that's our email address for readers and tell us briefly what you're doing in your homeschool classroom and we'll read out the best comments on next week's podcast In the second half of today's podcast, we're going to talk about managing your money under lockdown. This is a theme that we'll keep coming back to in future weeks. Today, our money mentor columnist, Lindsay Cook, is here to give guidance on a range of issues that we know have been bothering readers, including being asked to take a pay cut, getting help with your mortgage repayments, and also getting your money back from airlines and travel companies. Well, welcome, Lindsay, and thank you very much for joining us today. Good morning. 
So many readers have been emailing the money team. Anyone at home who wants to do so, our address is money at ft.com. And they've been telling us that they've been asked to take a pay cut. Now, unfortunately, this is going to be happening to millions of people as a result of the pandemic. But people are keen to know what their rights are in these situations. Well, in normal circumstances, you don't have to take a pay cut. It can't be imposed on you. It has to be negotiated. And you would ask, is everybody being asked the same thing, etc. But these aren't normal circumstances. The furlough scheme is in effect a pay cut and you can get 80% of your pay, but it's much better than getting none. A lot of other companies that um, need their staff still to be working are offering asking people to take pay cuts. And these range um, from very small pay cuts for people earning under 40,000 to much bigger pay cuts. Quite a lot of directors and senior managers of many companies have been asked to take 20 to 40% pay cuts. I think Ryanair has asked their their senior people to take a 50% pay cut. Um, And really, when you are asked, it's you want to know who else has been asked? Mm. How have you been chosen? Um, I know one company where half the staff have been furloughed on full pay and the rest of the staff are working. And the ones who are working are really quite cross because they're saying, but they're doing nothing and I'm having to work. But in that company, people were asked to say what their preferred option was. And I think a lot of companies are doing that, but there isn't much time. One scheme I looked at, um, they were asked on a Tuesday, would they negotiate, would they allow a pay cut according to their wage? They had to agree it by the Thursday night. Um, if they hadn't, I'm sure they would have been able to negotiate further. But most of them were just grateful they still had a job and they had reasonably well paid jobs. And so they, they continued with it. Um, you can, if you're asked to take a pay cut, um, take it under sufferance, uh, but threaten to sue them. At this stage, the tribunals aren't open, so the whole um, lockdown will be over before you could have a say in it. Uh, Most companies are being reasonable. If you say to your line manager, but I need every ounce of my monthly pay, can we do anything different? Um, They may well be able to do something. It just depends what problems are for the companies. And a lot of companies got very much reduced income and therefore employees probably need to give a bit of thought to that as well, because the whole system, the furlough system, the companies paid the March wage often without getting any March money in from their clients. So, you know, they are behind behind this. Um, you can also, and some companies are doing this, um, suggest people are reducing their hours. You know, I I want to pay you 25% less. Well, maybe you say, I only work three and a half days or something like that. Um, that might reduce other costs for people. So it, it's there is some negotiation there. Normal times, solicitors would be talking to solicitors. Some of these schemes have just been drawn up in sort of 25 minutes and they're trying to rescue their companies and do the best by their employees. Yeah, certainly, Lindsay, there is such a, uh, a rapidity to these negotiations. I can totally understand why people feel so 
kind of trapped in the headlights because they have to make a decision quickly about something that just they just haven't seen coming. And I'm sure that we will get lots more emails from readers on this. Now we've talked about it um, on the podcast and we may well get you back on to talk about some more specific issues um, in coming weeks. Our email address, again, if you want to um, tell us about the problems you're having, money at ft.com. Now let's move on to mortgages now, because for people who are looking at how to manage their outgoings, if their income has been affected under the pandemic, often the mortgage payment will be the biggest single monthly outgoing. And all of the big UK lenders are offering the chance of a three month payment holiday if people want to take them up on that. But Lindsay, what should people be considering before they think about saying yes? Well, if you take a payment holiday, it's not the money doesn't just disappear. You will owe the money and it will be added onto your mortgage at the end of the three months. And that means you pay a lot thousands more. I can't that somebody estimated it the banks are gonna earn many millions more in interest because people's mortgages will go on for an extra three months. But it's an emergency measure and it is useful. For a lot of people, um, if they're on a standard variable rate and millions of people are on standard variable rate mortgages, if they're on a standard variable rate, they can probably do a much better deal by moving to a fixed rate immediately. That's if they're furloughed. If they've lost all their income, then they may need to take the three months and then move to a, to a, a fixed rate. If you've got equity in your property, um, at the moment, because the markets are so dodgy and people don't know the value of houses and uh, surveyors aren't surveying, etc., um, it's those who've got 40% equity in their property who are in the best position. Um, but it's, again, talking to your bank or your lender. Some people I've heard just saying, oh, I'm stopping paying. No, you've got to talk to them, tell them exactly what your circumstances are, how you expect them to change in three months or four months, um, because the furlough scheme now goes to the end of June. So they don't want to have a lot of properties that they are going to foreclose on. They want to help people stay in their homes, just as employers do. So it's talk to them. It's also looking at, do you have a car loan? Talk to them about um, whether you can have a three-month holiday on that. There are deals coming in for the unfortunate people who have payday loans. Now, that, that should be sanctioned by the end of the week, and that would allow people um, an extra month to get their money together on their payday loans. And those are incredibly high interest rates. So um, being saved that money for a month is is, is really quite generous. Um, it's a matter of looking at all your costs. It's not just about uh, your mortgage and your uh, car loans, etc. It's what other costs you've got. Do you have um, a tax bill that's due in June? Well, you don't have to pay it until January. That could give you some room to manoeuvre. Banks are giving people who've got um, overdraft facilities, they're giving them between £500 and £750 a month uh, for the three months, um, interest-free. And I've heard from people who don't actually have an overdraft at the moment, but they're just being told you've got this £750 allowance that you can have interest-free uh, until the um, end of June. 
Now, now that the... will help those who've applied for the self-employed scheme or they've applied for the universal credit because there are delays with all these because millions of people applying and often new schemes as well. So it's giving little gaps. You know, banks are willing to help. Um, those in real extreme um, difficulties, there are charitable grants. Turn to us. Um has a, uh, on its website, you can apply for £500, um, grant if you're in real financial trouble. Now, if you've got lots of assets and stuff and you're just short for a month, it's probably not the best people to apply. But people who are seriously, uh, suddenly troubled because both of them haven't got money coming in now and they, um, haven't got any savings, which you can be on a reasonably high salary and suddenly become nothing in the bank, nothing coming into the bank. Where am I going to get my food from? So it's not just the very poor. Um, it is all manner of people are suddenly in extremists. Now, one area that we haven't touched upon is credit cards. Now, I don't know about you, but I've had emails from um, the companies that I do have credit cards with telling me that I'm entitled to um, pay less than a minimum payment if I wanted to for the next three months um, on one card where I've got a 0% deal without even asking me. They've extended it um, for a further three months automatically for all customers who've been um, paying their bills. So there's quite a lot of help that's available for people who've got money on credit cards too. Absolutely. Anybody who owes anybody money should look at their website, look at um, what they're offering and see what they can do. It's easiest to do these things on websites because the phone lines are so busy. But it, yes, credit cards. And it may be that you've got quite a bit on your credit card, but you are not, you've paid religiously. You've done everything right. You know, you're going to go back to earning a good salary in times to come. You know, you're a college lecturer or whatever. Um, that you can negotiate an interest free, uh, card to take over from your current card. There are all sorts of things that you can do. And a lot of people have time to just look through all their, um, outgoings and think, do I need that? Now, Electricity and energy bills, you can get um, an arrangement if you are finding because your home, uh, I know it's been nice weather recently, but um, if you're home and you're using a lot more energy than you would normally, you may your supplier should be able to help you. Now, another area that people are concerned about is credit scoring. If they ask for um, lenience with their mortgage lender or with credit cards, how could this affect their credit score in future? It won't affect it at all if they ask for the forbearance. If they just take it, it will. So the message is very much don't cancel your direct debits. Do get in touch with your lender. Now, Lindsay, finally, um, I know that lots of money readers are increasingly um, getting frustrated with the big airlines um, and travel companies because they have booked an paid in advance in many cases for holidays or flights, which they can no longer take. They're being told by the companies in emails or on their websites that they're entitled to a refund. But if they want to get a refund rather than a voucher, they've got to phone up. And surprise, surprise, when you phone up, you can't get through. What would your advice be for the millions of consumers who are in that? Well, my first advice would be to either get up early or have an early supper because a lot of the um, phone lines open at 6am 
and they're on till nine o'clock at night. And the quiet times tend to be very early or in that last 15 minutes. So if you haven't been able to get through in the main part of the day, don't have your early evening glass of wine. <laughs> Wait <laughs> until after you succeeded um, and go on to them. Um, they are dealing with literally millions of cases. And a lot of people who are looking for uh, refunds, it, it's a difficult situation. Um, if they could afford to go on holiday, they can afford to wait for the money to come back in a way because some of these airlines are going to go bust or their travel companies are. You have to hope most people have paid for their holidays and their travel with their credit cards and that the holiday or travel costs more than £100 because then as a last resort, they can go to their credit card company and ask for uh, the money back under the um, Consumer Credit Act. Uh, so yes. they're not going to be out of pocket forever. And the people... I'm not usually very kind to airlines, et cetera, but the people who are um, dealing with this, often they would like to be furloughed, but they're having to work. They're having to work often with rude customers. They have, you know, they're working flat out. So I think the best thing to do, if you do go through on the phone line, be as polite as you possibly can because they'll want to talk to you and they'll probably keep you on the line longer than they do the rude customers. <laughs> well, great advice as ever from Lindsay Cook, our money mentor. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. You can read lots of Lindsay's suggestions. She's been writing various articles for us over the um, intervening weeks while we haven't been on air, but you can find them all on our website, ft.com slash money. And I'll say it again, if you want to email the team at money to ask us a question or to suggest something that you think we should be covering on the podcast, then we're all ears. Our email address, money at ft.com. And if you want to follow the latest news updates on Twitter, we'll bring you news certainly of any um, movement from the Financial Conduct Authority on um, car loans that Lindsay mentioned, then follow us. Our handle is at FT Money. You'll get automatic news updates and probably a picture from me of the inside of my studio cupboard in Hackney. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Sorry about the sound quality not being as good as usual, but we hope very much to be joining you again next week at the usual time. Goodbye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.